Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. So I wanted to start out by telling you guys about Tiki's. I know you've heard me talk about them before, but we are so obsessed with this brand. So basically, Tiki's is this really awesome sandal brand from Brazil And they just have incredibly cool styles. So basically, for the background, in case anybody doesn't know, um, the company was founded by husband and wife duo Carly and Jesse Burnett. And Carly came up with the idea when she was on vacation in St. Bart's. And now they go back every year with their kids. Um, And these sandals definitely have a very, like, St. Bart's vibe. Another really fun fact is that Anna Wintour actually bought tiki's for all of the women at her daughter, B. Schaefer's wedding, which as we always say, like what more validation that you have an epic company than Anna Wintour buying your product for her daughter's bridal shower. Um, They have the nudes collection, which is designed to match every skin tone. They just launched their vegan leather, uh, the matte collection. It's a really, really awesome brand. Um, Also, our favorite aspect of this is that they have monogramming, which is perfect for bridal parties or goodie bags or really any sort of gift. Or if you're just like us and liked your stuff monogrammed, um, it's rare. You don't really see that in sandals that much. I'm sure you've seen them again on Instagram, but probably on Beyonce, Angelina Jolie, Cindy Crawford, Steph Shep, they all own them. It's a, it's an awesome company. Definitely check it out. Um, they're also very compact, which is great for traveling. So it's Tiki's T-K-E-E-S and our listeners get 15% off with the code CBC. So just go to Tiki's T-K-E-E-S.com slash CBC to check out the pairs they have. Again, that's tiki's.com slash CBC. So we kind of use this episode to really just do an intensive recap of the Bali trip. There were a lot of things that happened and we got some major insight into the whole Courtney and Scott relationship dynamic and we wanted to just break it all down for you guys. So hope you enjoy. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome to episode 12 of our Kardashian bonus show. So as you guys know, we've kind of been treating these episodes as half episode recap and then half like deep dive about something else. 
We were fully planning on doing that, but then this Bali episode just had so many things that we wanted to talk about that we felt like we didn't want to rush it. We just kind of wanted to go in depth. We also got a lot of inboxes. I feel like this is the most inboxes we've ever gotten. Yeah, during an episode, definitely. No question. Yeah, because there was a, I mean, the whole Courtney's got, there's a million things to talk about. So we're going to get into it all. As always, we'll just go through the episode chronologically and touch on all the little points and the little details that we really give a shit about. And I know that you guys do also. Um, Okay, so just to set the scene, basically they're in Bali and this was the second half of, you know, the trip. And the whole theme of this episode was definitely more spiritual. It was kind of like nothing crazy happened, no no intense drama. It was more so just understanding, you know, the spiritual elements of Bali and kind of exploring that. So it started with Mason and Courtney on the beach and this was such a good scene. So Courtney is is saying to Mason that she's like, I want to work on my relationships with people. Do you know what that means? And Mason's like, like hitting on people. And she's like, no. And she's like, is there anything I can do to be a better mom? And he's like, be less strict. Tighten up the curse words. Don't look at stuff on Instagram so much. <laughs> it was so cute. And also, can I just say, and like a lot of people said this on Twitter, like how often do you hear a parent like say to their kid, like, what can I do to be a better parent to you? It was such a good, It honestly, say what you want about Courtney. I think she's an excellent mother. No, she is. And I think that's where a lot of her criticism comes from is that People expect her to be like the other siblings, and she just wants to be focused on the kids 100% of the time. And I think that a lot of people are like, I think a lot of people criticize her because she kind of creates the illusion that sometimes you can't do both, whereas Kim and Chloe are kind of out there trying to like be like, you can absolutely do both. You can have a family, and, and obviously Kylie as well. And I think that Courtney kind of takes away from that, and people like criticize her a lot for that is the way I feel. Um, but she's an incredible mother. I no, mean, she, she is. is. I mean, everybody will say that. Even yeah. in, in, no matter who it is, they, they, they can all uh, speak on that. So that was really cute. The next like little point that we wanted to touch on was, first of all, I'm just going to come out and say Rain was the MVP of this episode. MVP. I said to Julie, I said, Rain has given Saint a run for his money, let me tell really you. really is. And you know, we think Saint is like hands down cutest baby on Instagram potentially in the world. So Rain was Oh my God, out of left field. And you know what? I I think that we often forget about Rain. And Courtney said once, she was like, Rain's the cutest of my kids by a long shot. He is so, they're all so cute, but he is, he has a, he's like a magical factor. And they're all, they're sitting at dinner and he's like, you know, I feel like I'm in heaven. Oh my God, (laughs) it was the cutest thing ever. And we paused it and rewatched that literally five times. And I'm sure, I know, I know those of you who watched also recognize that line because we got a, a lot of messages about it. He's, so cute. And like, that was also such a, um, you know, I think that we have this, this, this belief, I guess, that with a lot of celebrity children, they're so jaded at such a young age, which to an extent they are, but that was such a raw emotion. Yeah. You're in this gorgeous vacation in Bali and you've been on a million private jets, but you're still right like taken by it. It was really, really sweet. It was so sweet. I loved also that that dinner was amazing when they're, when they're sitting there and they're like, you know, we have so much food. Let's let's give it to the homeless. Like let's give it to the people in the village, Courtney. And then they, oh, Chloe says it, and then they all kind of see our idea. And then and then Scott and Mason have that adorable back and forth. Or Mason's like, you know, what would be an amazing idea. And Scott's like, wait a second, I think I just had this idea also. Like Mason's such a person. No, Mason. Okay, first of all, yeah, he's a person, but also. I'm not saying that that was such a profound conversation, but it took a little bit of wit to be able to understand, and yeah. he got it. He he was right on board. Him and Scott, I think the way that Scott treats him is really making him grow to be a very kind of with it kid. Do you yes. know what I mean? Like Scott is obviously his parent, but he almost treats him like a friend in certain ways, and I mean that really positively. And I right. think that that contributes to him being so cool. Does that make sense? Yes, and I, I think that Scott like very much projects his sense of humor onto Mason and— 
I think that Mason just wants to keep up with Scott and do everything that Scott does. So like they ha- they've created this unbelievable like bond and they're so cute and it's like it's literally like watching Mini Me. It is. It's really fucking cute. So then the episode kind of transitioned to Chloe and Kim. They do this joint interview and they're talking, which or Kim looks so stunning, by the way. Oh my God. And she's just glowed. Like, I need to know if she uses the Patrick Ta body glow or whatever it is that she uses because her skin, nobody's know, skin glows I know. like that. No, you're nobody's so right. Nobody's skin glows like that on her body, I'm saying. So they're a whole, you know, following this whole storyline about how they both really love mediums and connecting with the other side. And Chloe's always felt like she has kind of like premonitions. And Julie wrote the outline for this and she writes, really, Chloe? Because you're the last one to find out everything. <laughs> I mean, that's true. You don't think this? Here she is. She's like, I just feel like I like connect to a deeper spiritual and I just know things and I have premonitions. We're like, everyone has to tell you that somebody's cheated on you. It's like, so I'm not criticizing you for it, but there's no way you're having like these intense premonitions that you think you're having. <laughs> no, she's just, she, it was, it was a very, uh, <laughs> like, I feel like, so Courtney's not down for this kind of stuff. And Kim and Chloe very much are. And we're watching it. And Julie's like, that's you. And she's like, I'm oh like, Julie God. was so much more the Courtney in the episode of like kind of being skeptical about it. Whereas me, I'm going to every healer, want to do every single psychic reading. Like we'll connect with any medium that will come in contact with me. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You're like, yeah. But you're also like the Chloe where like something happens and you're like, that's a premonition. I'm like, it's not a premonition. It's just a thought you had. <laughs> no, I'm like, that's the universe. Yeah, everything's the universe. Every time we meet somebody, she's like, I have to tell you, it's the universe that made us meet. I'm like, uh, it was LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny. Okay, so they go. They're in search of basically this very spiritual experience. So they get set up with this healer. And apparently everybody's raving about this guy. They fly, you know, they fly in. Um, like people flying from the States. Yeah, to like go to this, this healer. Yeah. From everyone. So they get there. And I think what they're expecting is a much more deeper connection in terms of, you know, maybe connecting with their dad or with Soviet. Well, basically what they wanted was a medium. And the whole time they're like, can you like, oh, this healer, this healer. And then after two tries, they're like, oh, you know what? This may not be what we were yeah. in the market for. <laughs> exactly. So they go to this guy and he is doing these kind of bizarre things. He's like sucking a straw of Chloe's um, knee. He's pulling on Kim's toes. He had to cut a piece of Kim's hair. Funniest part of the episode. He's like, we have to cut a piece of your hair. And the translator is translating it back and forth. And Kim's like, okay, but um, it's it's extensions. Does it matter? Like, does it need to be my real hair? And the guy's like asking the healer, does it need to be the real hair? And, and <laughs> the healer's never been more confused in, in his entire life. There's this healer in the middle of fucking Bali. He's not used to Kim Kardashian asking if like her hair extensions can count as the hair. So they had to cut her real hair. So Kim, I mean, that's how you know she was serious about it. She cut her real hair. And for what? I don't know. This guy was not what they had expected, but whatever. Okay, all fine. So Chloe and Kim don't really get what they want out of this healer. And Courtney and Scott then go. And again, you know, Courtney's kind of skeptical about all this stuff. And they go and they get a really very spiritual reading. Basically what uh, Chloe and Kim had been hoping for. This was hands down the peak of the episode. It was the thing that everybody's talking about. It's the thing that Julie and I have not been able to stop talking about. And we're going to explain to you what happened. So they sit down with this guru guy and the guy starts saying, you know, that they're soulmates and that they have a very intense past life connection, that they something went wrong in the past life and now they're back in this life to find each other. And he said, he said, you know, they're soulmates, but they have to decide if they want to be in this life together. And that he said, and I quote, it will only work for you if you want it. And he asked them, what do you want? And 
this is intense. I mean, here, first of all, forgetting about the fact that it's filmed, here are Courtney and Scott, which are in a, they're in a very good platonic co-parenting space right now. And here's this guy basically saying like, you guys are soulmates. Your souls are connected. And it's a lot to take in. And Courtney was saying, she's like, this is a lot to process. The only thing I can think about right now is like, I am so grateful that like my current life overlapped with the Kardashians. You know what I mean? Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. You're saying that you, it's not like you came back and you're like, yeah, there's this past life. You're like right now in your real life that you're living in right, this Right, like my moment. past life that I didn't remember could have overlapped to the Kardashians. But right now in this current moment, I'm overlapping. That's and a- in the Lord's name we say, amen. amen. <laughs> yeah, but no. yeah, this was, this was a lot. Well, I mean. Well, wait, hold on. Let's talk okay. about the fact when she Sorry. said. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, my bad. No, the, the, the part that we were just talking about before this, when he said to her, what do you want? And she kind of panicked. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I think we always held firm in our belief that like Courtney was the one like struggling to make it work for the sake of the family, and like she just couldn't do it anymore. But Scott was always like in love with her and wanted to make it work, and and for a long time that was true. But I think this kind of like threw Courtney for a loop because now it's not so much Scott waiting for her and wanting to be with her and wanting to make it work and and fighting for her. And Scott's happy in another relationship. And now she's being told like, okay, so not only are you single right now and the person you probably is the only person you really loved is in a relationship, but also you guys are probably soulmates. Yeah, it threw her for a fucking loop. And when he said to her, what do you want? I thought her answer was really good. She said, can you just do a blessing so that everything works out the way it's meant to be? Which, as you know, I'm a huge believer in that things are working yeah, out the way it's meant to be. I'm familiar. No, but, but I think that that was a really good response. Scott then says, you know, he was like, I feel, he's like, I'm kind of uncomfortable because he feels really good about where they are now. He's like, I, you know, things with us were not good for a really long time. And I feel like we're in such a positive space. And I don't necessarily, it's kind of like if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. He doesn't want to rock the boat. Right. I'm not saying Courtney does. This is not us saying Courtney's dying to get back with him and he doesn't want to. This is us saying this was a bit, a slight bit of a role reversal or a role shift because up until basically this point or up until the last couple of months, it has been the narrative that we have lived for years, which is that Scott would do anything. The second Courtney said, we're back, he's back. And now she's the single one and it's 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 interesting. It's interesting. I mean, I will say, I know that everybody's speculating, are they going to get back together? Are they going to get back together? I will say, and Julie can attest to this, I was sitting watching that episode saying, I probably said it 15 times at the TV screen, they're getting back together. They're going to end up together. They're going to end up together. You know, I think that if that's the case, it's going to take a while for them to get there. And not to jump ahead in the episode, because we're going to probably touch on this soon, but there's a scene where Scott is talking to Chloe about the the reading and he says to her, you know, there was a while where I, I wasn't that person for Courtney and I still feel like I'm spending so much trying to make it up to her and trying to make it up to the kids and I feel like I'm going to spend the rest of my life making it up to her for the time that I was absent and for the time that I wasn't like the best person that I, that I could have been. And that's a tough place to be in a relationship to constantly feel like you have to make something up to the other person and I think that's why a lot of the time people can't get past cheating scandals is because you constantly have something like weighing over you where you're like, I 
how are we supposed to move forward? When I, when I feel like either I'm spending all of my time making something up to you and it's never going to be good enough in your book, or like we have this thing looming over us that we just can't get past. And, I, and that's how I feel with Courtney and Scott, that like if they ever got back together, I think Courtney would have trust issues with him still, no matter, like, you know, that no matter how much a person can change, it, you still reflect on the past and you still have trust issues because of that. And I feel like Scott would feel a little inadequate trying to make up to her all of the time that that he missed or that he screwed up. So I don't know if they could ever really, I mean, at least not now. I don't think they can make it work now. I don't know if down the road they could, but I think it would take a while for them to get there. Do you, but do you think in your, if someone said to you, what do you think? Percentage chance that they will end up together. Not anytime right now. What would you say? 50%. Either they do or they don't. <laughs> See, I'm at, you know, my gut react, my gut is telling me like 85. And I know, you know, so in the in the scene that Julie was talking about when he's talking to Chloe, Chloe says, this was just a, you know, a side note. She says, do you think that, I mean, do, well, no, do you think that Sophia will care? Is that, was that the question? Um. Yeah, in, in so many words, it was. She basically said that if I was Sophia, I'd feel really uncomfortable by this. And Which, by the way, it was the first time they've ever said Sophia's name. As I think, or at least yeah, the first don't time quote I us on it, but I'm ninety percent sure. They're one of the first times because if it was said so uncommonly, that wouldn't have jolted us. But we were like, oh shit, they just said her name. They're usually like, I'm seeing someone, my girlfriend, I'm in a relationship. Yeah, and they, said they so- like cut it off. Yeah. sometimes too. Um, so Scott says in response to that, he's like. It, yes, I understand why you would think she would be uncomfortable. And he was like, and if I was in her position, I would be uncomfortable. He was like, Sophia knew exactly what she was getting into coming into this and knows the relationship between me and Courtney. And she, she Sophia said to Scott, you know, I'm never, ever going to come between you and your family. And I never want to just talk to me and make me feel comfortable, which is, oh my God, what a mature thing to say. Don't no. you think? I think it's beyond mature. I mean, I've always been a fan of Sophia. I'm not necessarily saying that they're. I think they're going to end up together or anything, but I, I think that she's a class act. I really do. I I like her a lot. But what the reason that I was touching on that also was because, you know, one thing that we've always talked about is when in Courtney and Scott's relationship, like you said, he was always inadequate, even when he was in the relationship. Forgetting about now, you know, kind of making up for it, but even when he was in the relationship. And something Julie and I were talking about last night was – maybe there's a part of him that kind of enjoys the fact that he's with this younger girl. And I i don't mean he can do whatever the fuck he wants. That's not what I'm implying. Like, I think he respects her and everything. But what I'm saying is that he doesn't have the same level of responsibility to Sophia or with Sophia that he does with Courtney. And I can imagine that that freedom and almost that lightheartedness is very attractive to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's also kind of an overcorrection. I mean, listen, I also, we don't know that much about Sophia to be able to be like, oh my God, she's so easy and go with the flow. And, but to go from someone like Courtney, who is so controlling and not in a bad way, just it's how she needed to be, to then go to somebody like Sophia, who's younger and probably a little more easygoing, is is maybe almost an overcorrection. Like, you you knew what happened in the past, and you don't want that to happen, and you don't want that to be the state of your relationship. And I, it, it can't be a coincidence that Scott is as happy as we've ever seen him and as good of a father as we've ever seen him and as as content with himself as we've ever seen him. And... Yeah, a lot of that comes from growing up, but a lot of that has to come from being with Sophia and being with somebody who kind of allows him to to figure himself out and, and be like put himself first. No, I totally agree. I mean, I I think that regardless of what ends up happening with him and Sophia, I think that this relationship was meant to be right now in this moment for the reason for a reason. Even if that sole reason was so that he doesn't get back into it with Courtney right yeah. now. Because right now I don't think it would work for them. 
Um, do I? Yes, I, I agree. I think that down the road, there is a chance to get back together. And I understand the logic of, you know, if you get along so well, and they do, they get along so well, you're obviously still both attracted to each other. Let's not lie there. Like, you have kids together. Why not try and make it work? I mean, I literally said to Julie last night, I was like, I know this didn't happen, but imagine if they had sex on this trip. You don't know it didn't happen. I, I, I really don't think it happened. One, I don't think that Scott would do that to Sophia. And two, I think that... There's just no way Courtney would complicate things like that. Well, also, we walked into the room and all of the kids were in bed together, so they probably didn't happen. That was, by the way, my favorite scene. We'll get into that after. Um, We're going to take one minute to tell you guys about Stamps.com. I think you know this, but we love this site. So basically, nobody has time to go to the post office anymore. Like, I can't speak for any of you, but I can speak for myself in saying that getting to the post office just always seems so much more challenging than it is, and I constantly put it off, which is why I am so grateful that this company came into our lives. Um, It's basically one of the most popular time-saving tools for small businesses like us. They eliminate trips to the post office, and it saves you money with discounts that you can't even get, you know, at the post office. So it brings all of, like, the amazing services of the post office right to your computer. So whether you're a small office sending invoices or an online seller shipping out products or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can handle it, and they can handle it with ease. So this is how it works. You use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail's ready, you just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in a mailbox. It's that simple. You also get five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail, which not to mention, but that's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. It saves you time. It saves you money. Um, There's over 700,000 small businesses that already use stamps.com. And it's honestly so, so, so beneficial and makes our life so easy. So right now our listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click on the little microphone at the top, you'll see it. It's on the top of the homepage and type in celebs. Again, that's stamps.com and enter code celebs. I really hope you enjoy the service as much as we do. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company for every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's thrivecosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Now back to the show. So anyway, so Courtney goes and tells, you know, Kim and Chloe about this this reading and they're freaking out, obviously. And But they're only freaking out because they wanted that reading. Like she was like, they said me and Scott were soulmates and she, they were like, shut up. And then they, it, it cuts to them giving the confessional. They're like, 
this is what we wanted. How the fuck did they get this reading? And all we got was our knees sucked by a straw. <laughs> so true. No, but, but the, you know, in, in Courtney's interview then, they're saying, you know, what does she want? And she's like, I don't know what I want. I, she's like, I believe that we are soulmates, but I genuinely don't know what I want. And to me, as someone who is dying for them to end up together, I felt like that was the best response she could have given because she so easily could have said, listen, me and Scott t- tried to make it work. We're just better off as friends. It's not going to work. We're just, we're good co-parents, but no, no way. She didn't even have to believe the soulmate thing. And she believed both of those. To me, my gut reaction, again, I don't know anything. I'm t- speaking solely on how I felt inside when I was watching this. I felt like Courtney was in her head, like, you know, I think it's it's going to work. It's going to happen. Like, we're going to be a family again. I, I felt like that. And I know people may really disagree with me. Not any time in the near future. I just felt that way. I can't explain it. The con- my concern, though, is there is is Courtney getting this idea in her head and Scott not wanting to. I, I, I don't know if you would want to get back together with her. I just don't. I know. I know. Especially right now. No, I mean, there's no way right now they would get back together. But let's say— a couple years down the road, 10 years down the road. I, it's hard to say. It, it is, is really I mean, in hard the scene, to say. I'm, I'm skipping ahead a little just because I think it makes sense to discuss it now. In the scene when they're reflecting on it together, it was the first time they really talked about the healer. You know, Scott was saying that he, for a long time, wasn't, you know, he was acting kind of erratically. They're referring to Costa Rica and how he brought the other girl. And Courtney was saying how that was inexcusable. And he's like, you know what? I'm not going to get into it now. I had my reasons, whatever. He's like, to be honest, you were with another guy and I did not know how to process that. I couldn't. It was so fresh to me and I couldn't handle it. And that's what I had to do, whatever. But then he says, you know, listen, Court, if you go on a date with a guy and you need me to watch the kids, I got it. No problem. And it was almost like the way that I felt was I think obviously Courtney is so happy about where they are. Totally. I felt like there was a little part of her that was like, you are? Like, aren't you pissed? Like, you know what I mean? It's like You're you building so- up a fantasy in your head. I know. You are. You really are. I, I think I am You're going to end up more hurt than either of them. I know. I know. I know. You don't You don't want to live out this fantasy with me a little bit? Um, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> not today. Okay. We Maybe can if you want to. I just don't want you to like get a little delusional here. I am getting a little delusional because I felt when I was watching that, I was like, yeah, Courtney, it's, it's almost like you, you don't want... For example, you're in a fight with your boyfriend, right? And you're like, don't get me a gift. Don't get me a gift. And then he he doesn't get you a gift. And you're just like, what the fuck? I felt like that's how it was. She's like, all she wants is him to be rational and calm. And then he's rational and calm. And it's like, you're not going to freak out about me fucking another guy? Yeah. I, you know what I mean? I know it's no, probably No, I know not, what you mean. I know what you mean. I know it's probably not true, but I can't help but but feel that way. Um, anyway, so then moving back to Kim and Chloe's journey to find a medium, they— realize they go to this other uh, healer that is just burping the entire time. It was kind of bizarre. And they, but Kim is so, I have to say about Kim, I think she's so fucking intelligent, but more than that, so diplomatic. She's so conscious of her actions and her uh, eye movements and her expressions to make sure that she's never being disrespectful. She's so much more conscious of that than like, so many of the of the rest of them are really always not that conscious of it. No, and and not not in an, I don't not mean in a, a negative mean way. way. To, like personally, if I, I was in just, that situation, I would not be able to be. I would be though. Yes, you would be. I'm I'm uh, not as good as controlling my facial reactions to things. Kim is just really, to me at least, she's she's really good like that. I think she's the type of. I feel like she's the type of person. You think that, if somebody was burping in your face, you would be able to sit there calmly? You hate burping. If I no no no, I'm talking about first of all. I was saying the fact that, like, it was going to be—I'm speaking from, like, a production standpoint. This is recorded, right? She's in Bali, this very holy guy. If she was sitting there the whole time, like, this is so disgusting, do you know the backlash she would have gotten for being— I I mean, I understand that. I'm saying saying. that you, out of respect for this other person, forget about production. 
you would have been able to sit there with a straight face while while this guy's burping in your face. If I really couldn't handle it, I would have just asked to, to get up. But I wouldn't. I I wouldn't have made faces. I would not have. You know that that's not how I operate. No, I I'm not saying like faces, but you would have had some sort of reaction. I think that's human. Yes. Of course. I wanted to see if I would be able to tolerate. And if I really couldn't, I would have said, like, you know, sir, I'm, I'm actually just having a headache. I think I need to get up. I would have done that. I absolutely would have. Okay. Well, next time we go to Bali, we will let you guys know how that ha- happens when we have a burping healer. Okay. I'm not, go- <laughs> I'm not going to a healer. <laughs> First of all, you are. Let me tell you something. If you and I go to Bali, if you think you're getting away with that trip and not doing anything spiritual, you're off your fucking rocker. Um, I would do that mud thing they did probably over going to a healer. Oh my God. It, I'm telling you guys by the end of these episodes, Julie is going to be in therapy, very open to seeing mediums and psychics and healers. It's going to happen. It's going to happen because I can't continue. Do you want another person to do this with you? <laughs> I can't continue this business relationship with you being so close-minded to this. I just really can't. Anyway, this is our first fight. Our public breakup. <laughs> Heard it here first. This is like when David and Liza broke up. <laughs> Isabel sitting on the floor taking notes. <laughs> She's about to take it for Julie's spot. Um, she can have it if she wants. <laughs> I'm fucking done I'll with this shit. <laughs> so anyway, so so that happens. Whatever. Okay. So then, um, I have to say they go into C- Courtney really was being very adventurous, and I think that that's just like a theme of the episode that we want to commend her on. Number one for being so open to doing these healer stuff, and number two for taking on the mud mud plunge. Which we'll I love when their character growth lasts for just one episode. Like it makes it seem like they're making these amazing strides, and it just lasts one episode, and then it's back to their old ways. No, totally. I think something that I I'm actually curious of your opinions on is. What do you think Kim and Chloe's true feel? Forgetting about what they said, what do you think their true feelings are about whether or not Courtney and Scott should get back together? Um, no, I mean I think we saw their true feelings because when they were talking about it, they were talking about it just the two of them. Remember, it was Chloe and Kim sitting in a room alone and saying, like, I mean, I think they're on the page that now they can't get back together at this point, but like the. You know, they're all able to go on vacation. They love Scott so much. They're able to see him as, like, an amazing father, and I don't think they want to mess with that. And I I think it's more important to them that they're happy as individual people and that the kids are happy than that they're together. I agree totally. I think that Chloe secretly—I think they both secretly want it because they're like, fuck it. Let's just get Scott back in this family for good and and call it a day. I know he's in the family, but— I think that if Scott was, like, really ostracized, then they would be plotting a little bit more to get them back together. Like, if Scott was—they were co-parenting, but Scott wasn't allowed on vacations, but they were getting along, then I think they would be putting a little more effort into and like, trying to—like, Courtney, don't you want to get back together with him? Like, Scott, don't you want her? Like, come on, let's make it work. But since he's there all the time, like, I I don't believe— that they're trying as hard as they probably would have been otherwise. No, totally. Also, um, you know, something that I think is just interesting to kind of think about is how this episode would have played out if Courtney wasn't single. I think Courtney being single added this overwhelming mood, I guess, to the episode that I would say. Do you agree? I totally agree because I wrote that note down. No, and you're right. <laughs> and you're right. <laughs> I thought Isabel wrote it. <laughs> no, 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 but you're totally right. I mean, I, I, I think, though— and she's admitted this, that when Courtney's single, she definitely feels a little more vulnerable, which is normal. I think a lot of, Anybody a lot of people, would, yeah. people can, especially when, you know, the your ex is in, in a stable relationship. But I what I commended her on was still being, she could have gone one of two ways. She could have gone the way she did, which was the open-minded positive route. But she also could have gone pretty fucking negative about all of this and kind of been like over it. But she wasn't going to let the fact that she's single and maybe at a quote disadvantage, not at all, but you know what I mean, play into the way she handled it. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that I think that more 
more than Courtney being single and having to deal with it. It would have been way worse if Scott was single and had to deal with it. It would have been it would have been a disaster. Oh, forget about he it. He could not have handled that. I completely, completely agree. Um and then they have this whole thing. We're all like on the couch freaking out. And Scott's like, yeah, I didn't really take too much from the reading. Like, what the fuck? This changed my life. Yeah, you know see? I mean? That's the difference. You're like, everything's like a fucking like <laughs> premonition. Scott's like a normal person. He was like, yeah, it was interesting. Well, like, I don't take too much from it. You're like, your entire life is now based on the fact that they're soulmates and they le- they met another life. Yeah, no. Like, first of all, by the way, can I just say, anybody could have walked in a woman and a man and sat in that room and been told that they're soulmates. You think that it takes a fucking healer to be like, you know what? You guys could be soulmates. I'm going to tell you something right now for the purpose of this episode in our audience. I'm not going to validate that comment with a response. Why? Because we're going to go get into a very deep hole about how certain things could just be, you know, potentially the truth or not. And I'm not going to get into it. So I I respect your skepticism. I highly oppose it. No, you don't. (laughs) No, I respect that that's your view. I think that you'd lead a much happier life if you were more open-minded. But what am I supposed to do about it? (laughs) Um. Okay, we're going to take one minute to tell you guys about HelloFresh. So in case you're unsure what it is, basically it's a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. It simplifies cooking in a way that I have seriously never seen before. Like I don't cook that often. It's kind of a flaw of mine that I'm working on. And this is super, super helpful in um, getting me to do more. So first of all, it's simple. It makes conquering the kitchen a reality with very, very simple recipes, which is great. Also, seasonal recipes um, and the pre-measured ingredients that are delivered right to your door every week. You know, also, they come with these easy-to-follow six-step pictured recipe cards that, again, are delivered to your door in these special insulated boxes. So there's no guesswork that goes into this. You It very clearly outlines exactly what to do, and especially for a beginner in the kitchen that is maybe a little, you know, insecure in their cooking abilities, it's, it's very helpful. There are three plants to choose from, so classic veggie and family with the option to switch between, you know, for whenever you want your taste to change. And there's, you know, a fun menu, fun menu features with their dinner to lunch, 20-minute meals, gourmet, and one-pot wonders, among more. We had this sent to us, and again, I, you know, at first I was a little skeptical just because, like I said, cooking isn't my strong suit. I definitely... Uh, you know, order in a lot. And this was really helpful. It came, it was so clearly outlined. There was no guesswork. I did it and I had a really good meal. I was very proud of myself and, uh, you know, Julie enjoyed it too. It's it's a good company and the food is really good, very fresh. Definitely something worth trying if you want to get more in the cooking bandwagon. So um, for $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to hellofresh.com slash celebs80 and enter celebs80. Again, that's for, for $80 off your first month of HelloFresh. Go to hellofresh.com slash celebs80 and enter celebs80. It's like receiving eight meals free. So uh, hope you enjoy it and back to the show. I want to say one thing that I forgot. One thing that um, that Courtney said when she said, yeah, I do think that we're soulmates, she was like, I think that you can be soulmates with a person. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be romantically involved. involved. And I said to Julie, I was like, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. I completely agree. First of all, I think that soulmates is different than twin flames in the sense that I think you can have a lot of soulmates in your life. And I don't even think that they have to be romantic by any means. I think you can be soulmates with you, you know, with a a family member or with a friend or anything like that. And the example I always give is like my ex-boyfriend that I dated for literally a million years. I know for a fact he's one of my soulmates. No no doubt we will be in each other's lives forever till the day we die. He's my best friend. He's one of my favorite people in the world, but it's a hundred percent platonic. There's nothing romantic there and there will never be anything romantic there again. But if someone asks me- You heard it here first, Thomas. 
Okay, wait. <laughs> he to- no, no, no. He first of all, just for anyone, he is on the same page. Don't 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 let that comment make you think otherwise. That's fucking funny. I can't wait to send this to him. Um, but you know, there's there's there will never be anything else there again. And we, if someone asked me, are you soulmates? I would say yes. So I just want to say I don't think that that. Although I want Courtney and Scott to be together, no. Them being soulmates doesn't mean they're going to end up together. Chloe and Courtney, I think, are soulmates too. So just wanted to say that. That's fucking funny, Julie. <laughs> um, okay. Shall we transition to, like— Our award ceremony? What are we transitioning to? <laughs> I just felt like it got deep for a second, and all I wanted to talk about was rain. Yeah, we can please. Because I don't want to fight anymore. No, it's, like, so stressful on me. It is kind of stressful, especially because Julie, our positions in this room is that she sits against the wall, and we're on these rolling chairs. And when, I, when we start yelling, I feel like you're so far back, you're against the wall. Like, you can't go anywhere else. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, like literally— uh, I love, you, I love you so much. I'm sorry for fighting. That's how I feel right now. I'm like, <laughs> me too. <laughs> Are you guys still with us? <laughs> you guys still there, Thomas? <laughs> um, okay, so they bring the school supplies to this this village. So as you know, the, the joke early on was that they had so much extra food, which great PR move, by the way, Chloe, acknowledging the fact that there was extra food and they wanted to share it with people less yes. fortunate. Great move, great move. That was Chris Jenner in her ear. Um I mean, I think she wanted to anyway, but I'm sure it didn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I have to defend every little thing about Chloe. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes we're really hard on Chloe. I didn't mean but to be. Not if we love her. She's literally my favorite. I adore her. <laughs> she's literally my best friend. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she just doesn't know it, but it's fine. Um, so they have this whole joke about bringing the extra food to, this, to, the, to the village. And then they decide that, yeah, that would be great in theory, but it's so much more practical to bring them school supplies for all these kids that don't have it. So they go. It's really sweet, of course. They weren't going to do a trip to Bali and not do some sort of charitable display. I, I don't believe. Yeah, it was like when they went to Thailand. Yeah, exactly. And uh, she, so Rain kisses this girl. Like they like love Rain. Like they're they're all like Rain's like blowing kisses. Like he's like waving goodbye. And then they're in the golf cart ready to go. And all the kids are like swarming Rain. First of all, if I was Mason, I'd be like, what the fuck? I know. <laughs> um, he was like, I'm literally in Gucci. How are you guys not <laughs> coming up to me? Anyways, Rain's there, and like they're all like coming up to him. And then one of those little girls like kiss, and they're like, oh my god. Rain just, and then he like gives them all kisses. No, no, no. He was a savage. Yeah, no, it was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. I, we got that was the thing that we got the most messages about. But that was the moment where we're like, Saint, you better step it up. Yeah, let's <laughs> like, go, Saint. Saint. We have been out here supporting you since day one. You're gonna pull this shit. <laughs> Saint better get his like seven minutes in heaven game on. <laughs> I know. It was so funny. But then of course Kim takes him in the mud, and he's like the cutest thing I've ever seen again. Yeah, and then we forget. Yeah, like, then we totally forget. Oh my god. By the way. Just back to, to circling back to inconsequ- inconsequential questions that I want to ask them. How does it work with Kim's hair getting muddy, for example? Like, it, because of the extensions, does that add any extra stress? I was wondering that the whole time. Like, can she wash her hair totally regularly, do you They'd think? probably just get new extensions. Not every time. Oh, no. What? You think they can't afford it? No, no. <laughs> that was the Scott line with the yoga membership. Oh, good job. <laughs> you remember your Kardashian trivia. Tell me if you guys, any of you that are listening and got that, let us know, let us know. Um, <laughs> yeah, let us know if you're listening to a Kardashian bonus episode and you got one of the most iconic lines in Kardashian <laughs> history. Let us know, let us know. You won a prize. Let me tell you something. A lot of these people aren't super fans. They just want to get their their take. Um, okay. Circling back now to Kim and Chloe's journey to find a fucking medium. Now they finally realize what they're asking for. They sit down with this woman and she's a, she's a blind palm reader. And Courtney, Chloe, and Kim were on their interview. And one of them was like, listen, I don't mean to doubt it, but how the fuck are you going to be blind and a palm no, reader? No, like, no, no, pick the one. Funniest, <laughs> the funniest part was like, Chloe's like, 
how is she a blind palm reader? Or Kim said, how is she a blind palm reader? And like, you don't need to whisper. She's blind, not deaf. <laughs> that was so funny. I guess you can just like feel it. So she, again, there's the translator for all of this. And, and there's, she start, they start talking. And first, it's, Which in reality makes no sense. Because if she was deaf and you were whispering, she couldn't hear you anyway if you were talking to normal volume. I know. I was thinking that too. But it was funny still. It was still so funny. Yeah. yeah we're going to let it pass. Yeah. Anytime they're funny, I just let it pass. Um, you know, they're sitting there, and Kim goes first. And, of course, her her father comes through. And a couple other family members come through, but her father comes through. And she was saying that her next baby is going to be—she's going to have another boy, and it's going to be her father reincarnated. Yeah, like, believe what you want. But Kim, the medium, none of them knew. And, and as Chloe said, in the pub, that wasn't even public knowledge yet that Kim was uh, expecting another boy via surrogate. So I'm not saying you have to believe it, but that was a little to no, me. No, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, that's like, wow— I don't know if any of you, I mean, full disclosure, like you kind of, you don't have to have experience or or belief in mediums to take these scenes in. But I think if you do, you can really understand it more. And personally, I've had very intense emotional um, readings with mediums that I know for a fact there's no other way I could have possibly came through. Like my mom has come through so clear to me saying things that I, it's physically impossible for these people to know. So I believe in it fully. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, yeah. And I think even you were kind of nodding along. I, I was much more into that than the sucking, like, the juices out of Chloe's knee. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. I love when we don't fight anymore. Um, Me too. I feel so amazing. <laughs> and so then it's Chloe's turn. And anytime Chloe goes to a medium, it's kind of, we're all here for it. It brings me back to, like, the OG season of Real Houses of Beverly Hills when, I forget who, what, what it was. They told Camille or they told Kyle that the husband was cheating on her, whatever it was. Um, so they're saying that, you know, that sometimes she said to Chloe, sometimes you don't trust the person that you're with now, and that's what's causing you to be unstable. Which we're all and like, that the damn truth, yeah, literally. And then Chloe goes on to you know say in her interviews that she does, she fights this inner battle with herself about what's best for her relationship and for herself. And she's like, I know I've been suppressing my emotions, and she was super vulnerable about that. I felt, didn't you? Yeah. Oh my god, definitely. Yeah. I mean, she needed to be at a certain point. It was getting ridiculous that she hadn't spoken about it. Yeah, no, I know. And Courtney, so Courtney the next day is like, so what the medium say? And Chloe's like, that Tristan's a cheater. And we were just like, yes, he is. Say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> I love when you get like that. <laughs> Didn't you feel that way, though? Yeah, I was like, uh, again, your premonitions <laughs> aren't so fucking strong, Chloe. <laughs> um, also, Julie writes another note. Mason in Gucci again. <laughs> so funny. But, you know, Chloe, you know, just, just to really round out the, the rest of the trip, they— they're on the plane and they're kind of talking about the rest of the st- about the you know the medium and and Chloe, Chloe's saying it's hard to overcome cheating it's hard to trust again and overcome a cheating scandal it's not easy which we all know but I think anytime I hear her speak about it I'm just fascinated because to be honest the quotes on her stories aren't cutting it for me like I need to know more about how she's actually feeling were you thinking the whole time though the same way I was that it's like and you haven't even Jordan Gate hasn't even happened yet yeah that's how I was, there was something else that I was thinking the whole time oh the other thing I was thinking the whole time was like. Courtney and Scott are going through this whole thing, and they, like, haven't even gone on vacation with Sophia yet. Yeah. That was that was really in the back of my mind the whole episode, too. Talk about a trip I'd want to be filmed. Oh, I hope it was. You think? I don't no. know. I don't think so. I, do you think Sophia's going to want to be on it all? No. I don't think so either. I honestly don't. I wish she was. Like, the same thing that I respect her for is the same reason that I hate It's like, I so respect her not dying to be, like, so fame-hungry. I know she's famous, but you know what I mean? Not, like, so hungry but with like, the Kardashians. But, like, keeping up with the Kardashians. At the same time, I wish she was. Yeah, it's like, it's like you almost respect her because you know she's, like, really in it. It's like, like a double-edged he, sword. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. We're going to take one minute to tell you guys about Best Egg. So I know (laughs) if you're anything like us, you looked at your finances and you basically screamed, how is it possible to make this much and still have so much debt? 
it kind of just creeps us on us, right? It's, so it's, you know, unexpected repairs and the washer dryer breaks, then you have an issue with your car, medical bills, all of that stuff. Um, you know, those insane interest credit cards that you had to use to pay for it. It's just, it's a lot and it's overwhelming. And we get that. So that's why we want to tell you about a really smart move that could help you get kind of more on top of your finances. So with Best Egg, you can get a fixed rate personal loan at bestegg.com. The rates are also great right now. And imagine, it's kind of like a surreal thing to imagine finally being able to pay down those crazy high credit card bills and then bank the money you save each month. Consumers have rated Best Egg 4.8 out of 5 stars on Consumer Affairs because of the super easy online loan app that takes about a minute and there's no impact on your credit score. So upon approval, funds can be deposited in as little as one business day. You get your bills under control, bank what you save, and take control of your finances with a loan from bestag.com. So if you're interested, visit bestag.com slash CBC. Again, that's bestag.com slash CBC. One more time, bestegg.com slash CBC. Let us know what you think and back to the show. Um, so that's, they finished their Bali trip. It was it was emotional. It was spiritual. It was beautiful as, as far as I'm concerned. And I need to get to Bali. I don't know about you. It yeah, was, I would love to go with you now that we're good. not fighting anymore. As long as we had a buffer there, I think we'd be, we'd be fine. Um, so you mean Isabel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the episode ends with their Halloween photo shoot, which as you know, they were the angels. This was the same thing that caused a lot of friction in the last episode. And all I'm going to say is love them, hate them, this or that, whether they've had work done or not, those women looked fucking sexy. I can't believe that there was so much anticipation around this photo shoot and we saw seven seconds of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they walked down Kim's hallway and then we called it a day. I would do anything to walk down Kim's hallway. And those angel wings. <laughs> okay, first of all, you do not want to see me in angel wings. <laughs> Second of all, I would walk like in a fucking bathrobe or like an oversized sweatshirt and sweatpants. Anything. I Preferably Connie's Coachella merch, but... Uh, I really thing. had to talk myself off the ledge for getting those. I know. The sweatpants. Sunday service. Amazing. I know. I know. And then you're out $300 and you're also Catholic. That's like our joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's how the episode concluded. There were other little, you know, tidbits of information that we didn't feel like were that critical. I'll say my biggest takeaway, and then I guess you can say yours. Again, mine is, as as we said, it's just that I really think there's a future for Scott and Courtney, and I've never seen Courtney be this vulnerable. I don't know how long it's going to last, for like episode-wise, but this particular one I saw a side of her that I really missed. I would say my one takeaway is that clearly Chicago does not get enough airtime. And that is very true. What a note to end on. We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow for our regular episode where we're going to do the full uh, Kardashian recap. We're going to talk all about Kim's CBD baby shower and all that stuff because the world of Kardashian never ends. Um, I have to just do a little plug. Like, if you at all, if you enjoyed the, the podcast even at all, it would mean so much to us. Take two seconds just to rate it. If you send a review and you screenshot it and email to us, comments by celebspod at gmail.com, I will respond to you. It really, really helps us. And if every single one of you did it, I can't even tell you what our, it would do for our number. So I'm going to keep reminding you subtly because we don't love to self-promote, but at the same time, I like we kind of, it helps us. Yeah, thank you for that subtle uh, plug. What? No, I'm, 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 obviously I would love for you guys to do that and Eva will respond to yes, you. Yes, I will respond in a very nice long email because I don't, it takes me a while to get back to them, but when I do, it's good and you know that. Maybe I'll respond to some people. Be my guest. We'll see. <laughs> One lucky winner. See Whoever writes the best review gets a response from me. <laughs> Whoever writes the best review gets a video from my dad. Now that, oh, ooh. that's a good one. Okay, guys, we love you. We'll see you tomorrow. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, 
I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.